You are listening to the Feedback Podcast with my homie Back. All right, welcome to the Feedback Podcast, everybody. My name is Back. Appreciate y'all for tuning in. This is episode 273. Did I say three? Four? I thought you said four. God damn it. It's four. Oh. 274. I always fuck this up. I always fuck this up. A uh, couple of announcements. Number one. Uh, record play is coming back on November, Sunday, November 27th at the Pershing Hall. Uh, I'll be announcing who the guest is. I might have a secret guest and, uh, it's the Sunday during the day. So it's like 12 to four and the theme is going to be nineties pop music. So it's the trivia. You come in, you play the game well, as a team now. Uh, and, uh, there's some trivia, there's some finish the, finish the rhymes, some dance battles, lip sync battle, all that good stuff. Just follow record play live on Instagram, uh, tickets. By the time this comes out, the tickets will be live. So get your tickets cause we're, we're going to sell out. We always do. Okay. So get your tickets. It's going to be a fun show. Uh, Sunday, November 27th at Pershing Hall, go to recordplay.live for tickets. All right. Second announcement. Uh, go to our YouTube channel. I know I keep saying that, but I ain't getting any views because I suck at marketing. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I got all the videos up there so you can put faces to the people, to the names you've been hearing on this podcast. Uh, recently I, taught- I'm skinny. Yeah, we're going to say that. I'm skinny. I'm skinny. <laughs> and you don't know if I'm lying unless you look at the camera. Yes, go see what my guest, my secret guest, uh, looks like. You've probably seen him around. Uh, let's see who I had recently. Uh, Ty was on. Ty Wynn was on. That yeah, was you dope. should see what he looks like. It's oh, very yeah, yeah. The whole he has a joke about it. I think it's pretty funny. It's pretty on point, actually. Yeah, it's really on point. <laughs> uh, Aaron Cheatham was on recently. Uh, yeah, I'll just go back to the archive. There's a he's bunch an of Asian people. guy. Yes, he's Asian. He has a unibrow. Yeah, yeah. You got to see that to believe it. Yeah, so go wild. go he see. He looks what like you- just like Yao Ming, <laughs> but with a unibrow. <laughs> All right. So my guest uh, on this. Today's podcast, fresh from his special and fresh from Skankfest, which we talk, I talked about in the, in the previous episode, but we, we might dive more into it because yeah. you're on. I got Mike Eden in the building. How you doing, man? I'm doing great. Thank you for coming. I really appreciate it. Thanks for it. having me. Yeah, of course. It's of fun course. to be here. I'm excited to talk about nightlife and fun. Is that That's all you do? Yeah. Yeah. That's, per, that's most of my th- life. That w- same here. That was most of my life. It's like there's something about going out in nightlife that make people act different. Yeah. Like, it's like people become this, like a caricature of themselves. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's an archetype of, you know, the drunk dude, you mean the douchebag. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The douchebag, the stoner, the, the hooker, the whore. Yeah. The, the hot bitch on the dance floor, the bartender who doesn't mm-hmm. know what a Negroni is. Like, it's, mm-hmm. there's a lot of those. So it's always funny. But how, how was your Skankfest? I want to get into that first. Boy, howdy. <laughs> <laughs> Where do you want to start? Back? <laughs> uh, dude, so, uh, I flew in Wednesday. Because I knew I wanted to have like a night's rest and be in Vegas, get mm-hmm. acclimated before the kickoff party. Right. So I get in Wednesday. We go out. We have like some great food. Check in the Airbnb. Thursday during the day, I go and I record a podcast with my friend, and then I go to the kickoff party and I get my badge. And someone gave me some mushrooms, and then they have an open bar in the green room. So first off, I'm like, I wonder what the booze situation is going to be for Skankfest. If I'm going to have to buy a lot of alcohol, I'm not going to do that because Vegas alcohol is expensive. Really? It's known for that? Like yeah. if you go to the liquor store? Oh, I I mean like I, I don't ever sneak alcohol in places. I like buy stuff. Oh, at the, the bar, bar you mean? Yeah, like if I'm going yeah. – because like, I, I drink like White Claws and shit. So like – Yeah. 
you know, I, I just, so I get to the place, I check in, I get, uh, you know, my badge. And when I go in, I go and I buy a white claw. Mm-hmm. It's like fucking eight bucks. I was like, God damn. Okay. Vegas upcharge. Whatever. And so then I'm, you know, I'm watching, I'm waiting for like the party to start. And then I hear that there's a green room. I was mm-hmm. like, Ooh, interesting. And then I walked up to the green room and that's where I met some nice people gave me mushrooms, a dude was up there and had a bunch of dabs and a dab rig, so we took some of those. Oh, wow. Um, Yo Kratom was one of the sponsors, so I started eating some of those. Was it um, you that told me what Yo Kratom was? So Kratom is like a root. It's okay. like, a, like a plant thing, and there's veins of it. So there's white vein, red vein, and green vein. And depending on which one you take, it has different effects. One of them is kind of like a downer, like an opiate. Uh-huh. One of them is like an upper, like a speed and one of them I have never tried and I don't know anything about. But it's supposed to give you some kind of high. Yeah, it's like a nice little ooh feeling. Okay, is it like better or worse than a hookah? It's it's more impactful than a hookah. Because hookahs don't do shit. So, okay, I, I, I didn't try to crate on when I was there. It's fine. They they only gave you a little bit. And, like, it's also, you know, to each their own. Like, some people are very sensitive to drugs. Mm-hmm. I'm not. So I like even I can tell. normal stuff. I can take a bunch of, mm-hmm. and I'll be fine. Um, I mean, psychedelics—they'll get me, but like edibles, you know, I can eat two, three hundred milligrams and be fine, just because weight and tolerance and stuff. Right. So, right. Um, so I eat some kratom, I have some mushrooms, I take some dabs. I'm smoking my pen, and uh, we ran by the dispensary and grabbed some stuff. And it's always nice to be in like a legal weed state because then everybody's all like, "Look what we got at the store." I, I totally forgot about that. Yeah, I totally forgot because I'm, I'm like, um, one, I rushed. So I got there Thursday and from the airport with Yoni and uh, and Christy, we went yeah. straight to Planet 13. Perfect. And I was like, all right, I'm going to get a bunch of shit. And then by the time I got to the hotel, by, by the time I got to the, the, the first venue, yeah, I hadn't eaten anything. Mm. And so I was scared to smoke or drink. And I had all this shit. <laughs> and I had a headache and a stomachache because I, I had shitty pizza on yeah. Fremont Street. That'll and get I was, yo, it was bad. Yeah. It was bad. As soon as I walked in there at that venue, I took a shit. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, it's, uh, there's a lot of dangerous food in Vegas because of the street food. And like, that's the other thing about Dirty Vegas is it's like, it's just like a one big scam. You know, they sell fake weed. They what? just now started making it so that they have to tell you that it doesn't actually have THC. Fake weed? Like off the, the street or the, in a that, store? In the stores. The stores that say that they're dispensaries that are right there on the strip. Uh-huh. All of them say that it's 60% THC fucking dabs and all that other shit. And it's just Delta 8 and CBD. It's all fake. There's no THC. What? It's not real weed. It's like hemp-derived bullshit. And it's insane. And they just passed a law recently making them have to announce it. But it's the same way with all the food and the fucking everything there. It's just a scam to try and get you to spend money. Yeah, I get so, it. Yeah. Uh, like, so that, that's that's the energy. So that first night, I, I eat all those, and then I'm drinking and having fun. And then uh, Palmer Squares play, like, do rap. And that's really good. Crack Amico raps. That's amazing. By this time, I've had... So they didn't have that many white claws in the green room, but what they did have uh, was my weakness, which is lots and lots of vodka. And uh, <laughs> there was a very sweet woman named Kim that uh, I gave her 20 at the beginning of the night, and then she made me vodka ginger ales that were like, vodka, ginger ale. Yeah. <laughs> like, like it's, 
<laughs> like a spl- not even a yeah. splash. She made the can look at my like drink, a flick. You know? <laughs> she, had, she had a she had a flick of ginger ale. Yeah, she drink. looked at it sternly and then looked at my drink. You know that was just much <laughs> ginger ale. <laughs> uh, but so you know, I'm pretty tanked to having a good time. Everlast goes up. Right, I remember that. He played forever. It felt like I I took off. So. The party I got there for the party for check in stuff uh-huh. right around six PM. I did not leave until two thirty AM. So I was drinking and partying and having fun and then I hadn't eaten anything since like five thirty. And uh they did karaoke at the oh, end. Oh, you did the big jail karaoke? Yeah, so they do karaoke. I don't ever sing when I'm at karaoke oh. because this is my voice. And it's, and it's not <laughs> I miss that shit. It's not good for singing. Oh, damn. And they had signed a bunch of people up and I guess in my like party happy go with the flow nature I was like, "Samia, fuck, I'll do it." And then I sang a third eye blind song terribly. It, but it's a song I know all the words to at least, which was good, but Was there a mosh pit? No, there was just some people in front of me that they kind of sang along to part of it. Okay. It was cool, but uh, then after me, the guy that did the puppets for Team America World Police came out and did songs with the puppets. I saw that, yeah. And it was amazing. So that was the first night. After that all ends and all of the festivities are done inside, there's a giant party out back. So I'm out smoking blunts and, and drinking with everybody still. And then I was like, yo, I need to pass out. I'm fucking tired. Were you staying at the Nugget? No, I was staying at an Airbnb with a few other comics. Okay. So I left, and I remember them helping me get to an Uber. Mm-hmm. And I got. I remember getting home, and I remember going and laying down and going to sleep. The next morning, I'm like, man, what happened after? Like, cause it's kind of fuzzy after karaoke. Mm-hmm. I did not remember that I got a hot dog somewhere. <laughs> but I had a Venmo transaction for buying a hot dog. I was like, okay, that's, that's pretty cool. And this is a recurring theme because I was just in Oklahoma City, and Saturday night we had a really, really fun time. Mm-hmm. And afterwards we partied really hard, and I woke up the next morning after Ubering back to my hotel room, and I woke up to look and see how my night ended. Picture of a hot dog that I got somewhere. <laughs> oh, this is the easiest hangover plot yeah, ever. <laughs> this is like my it's like my thing. It's like I guess as soon black as I, bl- I, mean, I black dog. out, I'm like, I need to go home and then I'm like, find a hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> like call an Uber and find a hot dog. That's my fucking that's my parachute, dude. <laughs> but yeah, so night one of Skankfest, I, I went hard in the paint, passed out around three, and then next day I'm recording my podcast with Joey Avery. Mm-hmm. So I get to the venue and I find it and I'm just like a fucking uh, just chugging yeah. waters. Uh, and then I didn't have a spot until midnight. Really? Yeah. My first spot was midnight Friday night. What stage? Tank. Oh, the tank yeah. So I was like, all right, you know, like, let's fucking, let's check it out. So I get there and I go and check in with Zach who's running the tank. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, hey, you know, like my, the reason I'm at Skankfest is to do comedy. I love to party. And I'm going to party, but number one priority is the jokes. Right. And so I'm not going to drink or do any party fun stuff until after I've gotten off stage. Because mm-hmm. it's just, it's not worth it 
Right, right, know? right. It's a big opportunity to be it, on that stage. It is. First, it's a yeah. huge opportunity. And also, like, I don't want that to be what everyone thinks of me for. Yes, the first night I partied super hard and everyone knows me as a big party animal. Mm-hmm. But then also, like, I only had two sets booked for the whole Skinkfest, and I ended up getting to do six. And I did really well on all of, all of them. And I had a lot of fun. So, like, I, I you can do both. You just got to be responsible. You got to mm-hmm. party the right way. So I didn't start partying on Friday night until after my set. Um, but then Friday night, big fun time. I think I, I probably got back to the Airbnb at 5 a.m. Blackout hot dog? No blackout, no hot dog. Um, White Castle? I One of the nights we did go to White Castle. And I told everyone it was a bad idea. It is a bad idea. I think it was that night. It was that night because we left because White Castle closes at like three thirty or whatever there on yeah, the street. Yeah, yeah. So because we all that's what it was. Yeah. So we all I you know we partied the the goddamn comedy jam was incredible. Uh-huh. That is so much fun to watch comedians get to be rock stars and sing songs. But so yeah, we're the big group that was staying at the house. We're all fucking tanked, and we all walked to White Castle. And ate White Castle, and I ate like two bites. Of mine and was like, I forgot. This is the worst thing on the planet. It, it, it was my first time having it. I'd never. I've I've heard of it. Yeah. I, for some reason, I I kept getting White Castle and uh, Carl's Junior. Okay. Mixed up for some reason, but sure. and when I asked somebody, and they're like, No, it's it's all sliders. I'm like, Is there anything else in there? Like, no, it's just like a patty slider and maybe some cheese. Yeah, and but it, it's horrible. Yeah. It's mostly bread. Yeah, correct. So I, so they didn't used to be bad because I distinctly remember like the first few times I had White Castle being like, oh man, this fucking rules. How old were you? <laughs> Is it uh, better question? Probably 16-ish. Okay, yeah. 18-ish. Yeah. But, but I still had, like I had a, a, a pretty good palate for someone that age, but um, we all went to White Castle and we all decided collectively, this is fucking terrible. And then everybody's complaining their stomach hurts and we go home. So then it's Saturday. Saturday, I have no sets on the books. I have uh-huh. nothing scheduled. However, um, because there are other people there that are partying really crazy and some of them are famous people and so they have other stuff they're going to do, um, there are spots that occasionally open at the tank. Right. So I went and hung out there for a few hours and there was a spot where someone was running behind. So they needed five minutes filled. So mm-hmm. I got to go do five minutes on Saturday. Mm-hmm. So I did that and was like, all right, cool. I got a set in today. I didn't have one plan. Party time. So I start party time. I run into a guy. He gives me some mushroom capsules. They're great. Uh, and then I run into another person who I won't say, but they gave me an edible that had mushrooms and weed in it. That's the thing? Yeah, I guess. I didn't know that, but I'm excited I, I didn't about either. It. Yeah, I just it, found it out. I, I missed out. God. It makes sense that you could do it, but it was like a Fruity Pebbles Rice Krispie Treat thing. <laughs> of course it was. So I ate that. It's delicious. <laughs> and then I ended up having a chocolate bar that had mushrooms and molly in it. And then... That had to be homemade. Several... Yeah. All, I assume all of them were. They were yeah. great. And I had several drinks. And at like midnight-ish, I think, my brain like started like really like, you did too much. That was too many things. Uh-huh. I was like, damn, okay. And I and I get that because like sometimes you get excited and you're in the party mode and then you take all the fun stuff and then you forget all of those things make your senses heightened. Uh-huh. So you're going to experience a lot more inputs. And if you're in a place like Skankfest where there's already so many inputs, for someone like me, it's very easy to just get sensory overload and be like, oh, no. And then what? Do you have panic attack or? No, I, I can, I'm – 
experienced enough as a traveler on those seas at this point. <laughs> I'm an expert at this. <laughs> no, I, well, I know when it's coming because I can feel that first wave of, oh, this is about to be a problem. But it's not like you feel like throwing up or you have a headache. It's usually like, it's like, oh, there's people around. Like, this is freaking me out. Yeah, so what, what, it, what it started as was, uh, oh, man, people are bumping into me. They're in my personal space and I don't want them to be there. Right. Let me see if I can go somewhere where that's not the case. And then I got recognized by like a few people that were like, hello, let's take a picture. And I was like, ah. Uh, and then I realized that was only going to become more of that as the night went on. Mm-hmm. And even if I was just, I had found like a bottle of water and was chill and, and by myself in a corner, there was still the possibility that people were going to come up and interact me. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't going to have any control over that environment. Whereas when you're normally at like a concert or shit, you could just kind of chill. Yeah. yeah. You know, like the aim's that way. Right. Exactly. And, and this would be that way normally because all the aim should be at what's on stage. But I've also been on stage this whole time and I've got a fucking artist badge around my neck. So I, I realized that that wasn't a situation that was going to be conducive if things were to go south. So I uh, got in an Uber and went back to the Airbnb. However, when I went to get in the Uber, my phone screen had started. Have you done psychedelics much? Mushrooms a few times. That's so, it. Have you looked at your phone during where the screen's like all crazy looking? No. So it's more so for me during acid, but I suppose some of the mushrooms or the edibles with the mushrooms in them that I took them, uh, it could have been like a very visual batch. Mushrooms are very varied mm-hmm. um, in like what they'll do. But my phone was looking really like trippy. And I was like, I was like, whoa. And I couldn't like get in my brain <laughs> to figure out like how to get an Uber to get me to where someone I somewhere I knew where it was. Right. It's like, I'm going to go here and then you just got to get me here, bud. (laughs) 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 This is where I'm standing. And it was right by a light. And so I was like, it'll be perfect. He'll stop at the red light. Uh But he had to drive by like four or five times because it kept being green and he can't stop there. So finally he's like, Hey man, sorry, I had to drive by, but it's a a ticket. If I stop here while it's green, I'm like, no worries. It was just crazy for me because I wasn't (laughs) in like a bad place. I was just tripping. So I got in the car, and he's like a nice older guy, and it was a really nice car. I don't remember what it was, but it smelled really good, uh-huh. and he had jazz on, and had lots of pretty lights. <laughs> <laughs> and he started driving me back to the Airbnb, and I was like, <laughs> like a big baby, just so mm. fucking happy. I'm tweeting like, you guys ever notice how smooth jazz fucking rips? <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and the guy's getting close to my place, and I was like, hey, man, I know – You've already been driving a bunch. I'll tip you, but can you do like a couple laps? This is just like really nice. And he was like, absolutely. And he turned the music up a little bit. <laughs> I was like, so I'm just having like a fucking mm time in the back of the Uber. And then I drop off. I'm like, hey, man, thank you so much. And then I go inside and I lay down and uh, I just watched music videos on a playlist of trippy music videos. And was like, this is great. And fell asleep. Um, Damn. I mean, look, I, I'll say this. When you're on something, for me, for me, it's weed. Like, if I'm high and listening to music, uh-huh. and if, even if it's a song that I know, I appreciate it, like, 20 times more. Oh, yeah. If it's a song that I don't know, like, if I li- listen to that song, especially when I'm driving, mm-hmm. man, I'm, I'm driving high now. I'm, I'm giving away some whatever. But, like, 
I'm so into the song and into the music that I'm actually paying more attention to the road. Like I'm not like on autopilot. Yeah. Like I'm really into the music. I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm, and I have a big dumb smile on my face yeah. <laughs> the whole time. So I, I totally get it. Like, especially if, if it's a, if it's a genre of music that you're not even used to listening to. Yeah. Like, God damn, I know this well, is like, dope. I love smooth jazz, but it's one of those things where like, who fucking even makes that? You know, like I got to just type in smooth jazz on Spotify. Right. And then the playlist, 80% of it is not even the shit I'm talking about. And then I find like the one song on there. Like I'm not gonna do all that. I'm just gonna listen to music that makes me like. You know who Key Glock is? No, but yes, I had a st- I had a story about him. I like Key Glock because I, when I listen to his music, I want to do crime. And so <laughs> when I turn his songs out, I'm like, let's go rob people and banks and kill like, cops and stuff because because the music's fun. It's not that I'm gonna do that. It's yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. yeah, I'm a, I'm a do crime. You know what I'm saying? So King like uh, he came to uh, Vulcan uh-huh. uh, about a year ago. Hell yeah! Well, I didn't know who he was, and uh, there was a comedy show beforehand. Uh-huh. And then some kid, I was just chilling upstairs at Vulcan, uh-huh. and some kid came up to me, looked like you too. And Are you he, sure it wasn't me? Because no, I was, was at the Keyglock concert. No, no, but somebody, somebody. No, I don't think it was you. Some like, okay. some dude was like, "Yo, you standing for Keyglock?" And I'm like, "Who?" And I heard, and the whole time I thought he said Quinoa. And I'm like, <laughs> you stand for Quinoa? I'm like, who the fuck? What kind of rapper name is Quinoa? So I kept laughing the whole time. He's like, yeah. "No, Keyglock, like the key and the clock." And he went like this to me, yeah. and I'm like, "No." And he goes, <laughs> "Yeah." No. And he goes, "Yes, two million <laughs> followers." I'm like. I don't mean shit to me. Mm-hmm. Like, does that mean, does, is he good? Because if he was good, I wouldn't know about him. You know what I mean? Like, I don't have to be a fan if it's that good. I don't have to be a fan, but I know there's a dude named Key Glock out there doing shit. Uh-huh. And that night, um, he went up to do, so Key Glock went up to do sound check or whatever. And I walk out and there's at least like a hundred kids outside the door at Vulcan like this, waiting for the door to open. And it was like some fraternity who got the place, whatever. It was all white kids. And I'm like, holy fuck, this is Key Glock? I got to (laughs) go. I'm not sticking around. You didn't stay? Fuck no. You're crazy. No, 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 no. The anger in their eyes alone. I'm like, Look, white white kids want to do crime. I'm getting the fuck out of here. We're, but we but we're not going to do crime. I know, That's the but thing. no, no, we're, you, we're just you don't. we're just you saying like, let's do crime. I, they're fucking UT students. You know what I their version care. of crime is? Drugging and then raping women. That's their crime. <laughs> You're safe and jaywalking. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I'm like I ain't got time for this. I I, I can't take. I, I can't take it seriously. I, I was like, no. I, maybe I'll check it out on my own. Yeah, but not at a concert surrounded Just play the song since six but the the s and six is the number six of course it is but <laughs> it's fine it's really good do you like denzel curry at all i can't say that i know his stuff much okay let, let me tell you do you know how old i am no i'm 40 see this is the thing i would never have guessed i know of course you're I look french 20. and 40 yes two f's and i would have guessed exactly yeah but i I, I have this conversation with people all the time. Like, I'm not saying this suck. I'm saying that I'm not one of those. Oh, oh so you're like I don't know. Cool in the gang. I'm not that old, fucker. <laughs> <laughs> my my shit was Wu Tang Clan. I mean, this, this was my a thing. hip, a hop, a hip, a hip, a hop. 
Remember Soul Train? That yeah. was my thing. Do the bang bang. Yeah. <laughs> do the bang bang. Yeah. <laughs> no, but and, and, and I think that they all have to do the bang bang. Who's that guy with the giant fucking nose? Oh, uh, Humpty Dumpty. <laughs> Do the Humpty Hump. Do the, do the Humpty Hump. This is before my time, by the way. <laughs> Me too, but it's so funny. I know. He had a career. Yeah. He had from, a fucking... from one song. He put, put Tupac on. Yeah. But also, that nose. It's crazy. No, but people didn't know who he was. Mm-hmm. That was the whole allure of it. Because you had, uh, I forgot what his real name was. So there's Humpty Dumpty, and then that was the alter ego of Shock G. Okay. And people didn't know that Humpty Dumpty was Shock G. So he was playing both characters That's everywhere cool. he went. So it wasn't just I have a dumb nose on. Oh, well, <laughs> it was a little deeper than that. Thanks for ruining it for me. But, well, I mean, <laughs> I got to educate the younger folks, you know yeah, what I mean? that's fair. No, but so I, I'm not no, against cool. a key Glock or whatever. I'm just like, yeah, he has his place. He has his fans. Fine. It's just not for me. But I haven't heard any of it. I'm like, yeah. I'm not sticking around. I didn't want to fuck with that at all. There's... Uh, I don't know. There's just a couple of people that I've I've run into where I've seen them at concerts, mm-hmm. and their music is just so fucking good. It just lights a crowd up. I'm I'm all for it. Yeah, I'm I'm all for it. But but, but you know, music's I, another part of nightlife. Like fucking, I love when you find like uh, I won't say the name of the place because I don't want it to get too crowded. But there's a place Monday nights where a bunch of fucking dope musicians will come through and kind of freestyle and play around. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's so wild to see how cool that is. Because you've only got you're 50 people at a little kind of speakeasy bar, yeah, and then 15 to 20 of the best musicians in Austin. And you have people that are like, you know, there's a lot of musicians that like started in Austin and broke here. And Gary Carter And then Jr. they come back, yeah. <laughs> so like Max Frost, if you know who that yeah. is. He was there the other night, just riffing a couple songs, you know, and like there's like all of the people that you see at Latchkey. Yeah. They come and do like Sunday service. Like they'll come through there and it's like, man, it's so fucking that's another part of nightlife I really love. My my favorite thing or one of my favorite things uh is Tuesday nights at uh Half Step. Yeah. Blues. Oh, okay. Uh Mac Macintosh and I forgot the name of the whole band, but mm-hmm. uh musicians just show up. And the dude just sings his heart out. Hell yeah. And it's like, yeah, he does covers. Half Step on Rainy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. On Tuesday nights. And uh, what I like about it, well, first of all, you know, I don't like to be, I don't bar hop anymore. I'm Uh way past that. And I don't want to be around a bunch of 20-year-olds. I just don't want that. I just don't like it because it's, I don't know. I can't stand that shit no more. But anyway, but this is like, it's a cocktail bar. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the, the, they no, have a no, legit, great they have too. a legit menu, like five types of types of Negronis, and like the the it takes them ten minutes to make one drink, but that drink is worth it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then at the same time, you have this blues band on, and they're giving shout outs to the crowd, and people dance. That's and, cool. I, and like grown folks just get up there and dance. Matt just pull, just pulls girls left and right and twirl them around and shit. I'm sure he gets a lot of pussy. He's got to. He's a musician. Yeah. But like John Keys would show up every once in a while. I've seen a bunch of other artists show up. Yeah, it's it's dope. It, I, I love it. I love it. If I want a chill night, like during the week, because the weekends, like I'll just go to comedy shows or if there's a DJ I know that plays, I'll go check that out. Mm-hmm. But during the week, it's like I want some chill. I'm not trying to go crazy and shit, uh, and definitely not be around 
22 year olds. Yeah. See, like I don't, I spend so much of my time doing comedy yeah. and at comedy that most of my nightlife is at the comedy club, drinking on the back patio with a bunch of comics. Yeah. Uh, and then whoever's in town finding some after parties and some after hour stuff, depending if I've got like a friend in town, maybe after our show we'll go out instead of just hanging at the club. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a, a speakeasy inside of Greenlight Social. Yeah. Over on West. Um, if you ever get the chance to go in there, I have. Have, have you had the espresso martini? No, I didn't go there for the drink. I just went there to hang out. It was a long time ago. I is, don't like that place. Oh, man. the It's full of 20-year-olds. The speakeasy is not. Yeah, but you got to – okay. The speakeasy is not. The speakeasy is full of adults, and it's even cooler because you're right there. You've got this one-way glass, so you can look out from this very quiet, chill – Cocktail bar, right? To this insane fucking nightclub look shit. All these, happening. Look at all these animals. Yeah, and like, <laughs> there's people there like getting bottle service and paying five hundred dollars for something, and you're like, you're fucking crazy. I have an espresso martini. You know? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I have standards. Their espresso martini is the best in town, bar none. Really, bar none. Um, I uh, have some friends in the bartending world here, in the like speakeasy world. And that's where they go to get one. And one of them helped consult on the menu to make it. But it's it it's one mm-hmm. flavor wise perfect. Two, the mouthfeel is insane. But three, the what the mouthfeel of it, like the silkiness, like when oh, you drink it. Okay. Um, but they put a uh, like a milk foam on top of it, and then they shave fresh chocolate. Uh huh. It's it's just too good. It tastes like you're drinking like a chocolate milk. It's like all cold and and like a little bit of a bite of the booze with fresh chocolate shavings, and you take like a sip of it, and then you realize you had the whole thing, and it was like forty percent alcohol. Shit! <laughs> you're like, oh no! The first time I went there, like I I was puking in the alley behind it because I had like nine because I'm there with bartender friends, and so we didn't have a tab. Right, right, They're just right, like right. whatever you want, and we're having fun. And I'm they would hand me one, and then I would be like. Oh, I'm, fuck. Because <laughs> you don't mean to finish it. It's just delicious. You're like, oh, no. Because you're supposed to take a little sip. Yeah, it's supposed to take your time. This it's is a not, martini. Yes. But it tastes like you're chocolate. Am- you're amateur. <laughs> so I was like, oh, it's so Oh, no. Oh, no. I get that. I went, so there's another speakeasy I went to recently. I don't, I don't want to give away the name. I'll tell you off air. Yeah. It's so fucking dope. It's like, um, and... How can I put this? Their theme was colors, where their menu. So am I allowed? <laughs> <laughs> Only I can go Let's there. Go. Yes, <laughs> it's colors. Only yeah. color people can yeah. go there. Uh, no, no. So um, their menu is like they have um, like a little booklet, and each color is a drink. Nice. And the dude made the. It's and I'm like, I'll go for the black one. Of course, I go for the black sure, one. Yeah. yeah, I gotta go for the black one. And he does this thing. He has a, like a, a bubble gun. Have you ever seen those? Yeah. i never seen that shit. So it, it, does, it makes a drink. The drink is like pitch black. Yeah. Fucking pitch black. Like charcoal black. Yeah. Right? That's what I was imagining. And then he, he does the, uh, the the bubble gun. And it's like a peach flavored bubble gum. Not bubble gum. A bubble on top of it. Yeah. And then he goes, you have like 15 seconds to pop this however you want. Otherwise, it pops on its own. Yeah. And when it pops, it releases this peach flavor, yeah. and it's fucking delicious. And I had three of those. Yeah. Meanwhile, the music 
at that speakeasy uh-huh. is dope as fuck. Yeah. Hip hop, R and B, like old school shit, Motown. I was I didn't want to talk. I just wanted to jam. Yeah. I wanted to get up and dance and they're like, no, this is a speakeasy. You yeah. got this is not there's no dance floor. Yeah. Here. But it This I, is I, they're speaking easily. Yes. Yeah. This is what this is supposed to be low key, chill, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Basement type of deal. And I'll tell you off air, but oh yeah. my God, it, it was There's another place that does a, a gin fizz where they put a bubble on top and when you pop it it changes the flavor of the drink and it's like man, it's wow so cool. yeah man we sound like two alcoholics yeah. <laughs> i mean it, dude craft cocktails are such a fucking awesome art and because if if you take a step back from it and you just appreciate that like it's someone taking like an artful appreciation of something that's often overlooked mm-hmm. like you know, by quantity, most of what I have is a very simple drink. Yeah, like tequila te- soda, te- vodka te- sprite, uh, uh, like a liquor plus one thing. Yeah, but then you see people that are like the same way with chefs. You know, it's, sure, the bulk of what you eat may not be super fancy, fucking gourmet meals, right? But it's pretty cool that there are people that their whole life's passion is that flavor and chasing the way that you can mix those together. And it would be insane for me not to appreciate it. What's your go to for what? For like a cocktail, if you want to go fancy. If I want to go fancy, I I really like don't say white like claw. plantation rums. So plantation rum, yeah, that sounds racist. It's not. Well, <laughs> maybe it is. I don't mean for it to be, but uh, like a Hemingway daiquiri, okay, is very good. Um, I like citrus as a base, mm-hmm. um, and and I'm really good. I like booze, but also, um, I only like smoke when it's mixed with uh, like a whiskey flavor. I don't like us like I don't like mezcal as much or like a smoky tequila. Mm-hmm. So like um, there's a couple places that do a really good old fashioned. Like the wheel has one yeah. that they do where they they light a piece of pecan wood and smoke it in a jar. I really like that. Mm-hmm. But that you know if I'm going fancy, that's what I'll go for. But I, I've I've become Negroni's been my drink yeah. of choice. Have you had the Negroni Jello shots from Floppy Disk? No Jello shots. Negroni Jello shots. I'm kind of scared now. Yeah. It tastes exactly like a Negroni, but which it's is shot. better. Yeah, and not it's not a flavor I appreciate. I, I'm glad that it exists, but it's not one I enjoy. I had to, I had to acquire the taste honestly because what is it? Chartreuse? Is that what that is? It's uh, vermouth and um, Campari, oh, and then it's the something Campari else. Is the flavor I'm thinking of, but so they made it into a Jello shot. Did you like that? No, it tastes, <laughs> it, it tastes just like a Negroni. Yeah. <laughs> It was cool that it was only just a shot of it, and uh-huh. so that was cool. But it still had that same uh, kind of malorty flavor to like, it. Like, what, what is your combination of like if you want to feel just right, uh-huh. right? If you had say uh, an alcohol and a drug to where you're like, I'm cool. What would it be? Uh, well, it, it's very situational. I think like there's a, a time and a place for everything. Uh-huh. You know, so like if I'm, uh, for instance, at like a house party, yeah. The perfect thing for me is uh, probably a White Claw. I like a White Claw because I can drink for six or seven hours of those. I don't do that. And not ever black out. Yeah, exactly. Because then I I have a drink in my hand and I can stay partying all night and just stay on the wavelength of everything. You ever gotten drunk from a White Claw? From kind of, but it's not like drunk, drunk. Yeah, yeah, it's not. It's like drinking champagne. It's like it doesn't do shit. Bingo. It's nice. So, I, like, if I'm at a like a house party, mm-hmm. I'll have white claw, weed, and like a little bit of mushrooms, like a gram. If I'm at a concert, I'm gonna have like I'm gonna skip alcohol probably. 
I'm going to drink a shit ton of water and I'm going to do Molly and acid. If I'm, you know, out camping, mm-hmm. then I'm probably going to bring like a nice bottle of whiskey and then bring a whole menagerie of drugs and just see what everybody's into. <laughs> you know, like some nights will be ketamine, some nights will be mushrooms, some nights will be acid, you know, whatever we're into. Depends what time of day you want to take them, how long you want to be crazy. Maybe mix them up. You know? uh, look, man, I'm trying to live. Bring a de- <laughs> me too. <laughs> I don't know, man. Yeah. I'm not getting the hot dogs. I don't know. <laughs> No, it's fine. Uh, Look, my, my my mushroom, I did mushroom hard twice. Mm-hmm. And they were both like either at a festival or like at a show. Mm-hmm. The one at the festival, so there's a festival in Austin that was called Art Outside. Have you heard of it? Mm-hmm. It was like our, our mini Burning Man. Okay. So it was way out in the country, like an hour and a half away from, from here, uh, from Austin. And no phone reception. Cool. Can't get on your phone, nothing. You camp out there the whole weekend. Mm-hmm. And like it's 24 7. Right. So, uh, yeah, it's a great place for mushrooms. Exactly. Yeah. And we got there, we we, we set up our, our tents, and my girlfriend at the time was like, hey, let's find mushroom. And next thing you know, somebody's like, did somebody say mushroom? I happen to have some. I'm like, well, please, sir, would you indulge us? Yeah. So we took them, but it didn't hit till later. Yeah. And then by that time, I was I, I was separated from my girlfriend, and there's yeah. no phone reception. So we're like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna go do my thing." Yeah. And they had this giant dome uh-huh. with the best sound system I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. And I'm in there, and I go into the I go into the crowd, in the middle of the crowd, and I just stand there. I don't move. And in my mind, I'm jamming, like yeah. I'm dancing my ass off, but I'm not moving at all. I, just, I was tripping. My eyes closed. I was just listening to the music. I was into it. And I'm just. Yeah. And then I opened my eyes. And this is this is true. This is not a bit of anything. But I opened my eyes and I see a monkey on the turntables. Awesome. And I turn around. I'm like, yo, there's a monkey on the turntables. You guys see this shit? There's a monkey on the turntables. It was a puppet. Yeah. It was a fucking puppet. Yeah. It was a band called the Functioneers. Yeah. It's a it's basically like they had the black screen and then they were just you know doing the puppet thing. Yeah. And uh the monkey is purple <laughs> with white gloves and a unicorn and yeah. big ass glasses. And you didn't like it, t- it took me literally like thirty seconds to realize that was a puppet. Yeah. Out and, and everybody else was like, This guy's retarded. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that you, you would be my favorite person to run into there because I'm like, yeah, that is a monkey. Dude, I, dude I'm with you. <laughs> that shit's incredible. It's a purple Fuck monkey. They, yeah. they, they live in the Amazon. You ever heard of them? I don't know. I, we don't have to determine that right now. <laughs> All I know is there's a monkey up there making music for us. Let's fucking go. I was dude. loving it. I was fucking loving it, man. But I, I'm I'm more of a weed guy. And, I, yeah. and, I, and to what I was saying earlier about like weed and music, it's it's just to me it's it's perfect mm-hmm. because I get so into the music and I dance like I I danced for seven years like I was a dancer for seven like hip hop choreography all that bullshit so when I go out and I get a little like a little high and I I start dancing I start doing I, I have my eyes closed I don't need a dance circle I I can just be in a corner. But I'm jamming my ass off. Eyes closed, just, just going on. Popping rocking it, doing Yo, cool things. Yo, I'm not doing, I'm not spinning on my head or nothing. Oh, but I'm doing. Damn. Mo- nah, fuck no. It would have been really cool if that's what you were just doing by yourself in the corner. <laughs> just no, but, absolutely fucking no, killing but, it and no, doing but backflips then, and but, shit. But then when I have my eyes closed the whole time and then I open them and then next thing you know, I'm in the middle of a dance circle because everybody's like, look at that 
dude go? And I'm like, fuck, that's not what I want. Yeah. <laughs> now all the attention is on me. I got to be good. I'm like, fuck, I was in my zone. Dude, I cannot sing or dance. I'm not capable of either. Dude, I, I, I like being around music, but my favorite thing ever happened was uh, 3-6 Mafia when they made it okay for me to do it. So I'm in the club, posted up. Got my arms folded. Oh, really? <laughs> side to side. Yeah, dude, that's all I need. That's all I need, man. I fucking, I'll kill it right there. I, that's all it takes. Yeah. That's all it takes. And then, oh, fuck, Hitch. Hitch. Where Will Smith teaches oh, Kevin, Kevin James how to Kevin dance. Kevin James how to dance. Ugh. That's a great move, though. If you just put a little bit of flavor on that. This is the thing. Like, you don't have to be uh, good. Uh Okay, however, if you're not good, then there's a bunch of people like me sitting around the edge of the dance floor like, look at that fucking retard. And no, 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 fuck you for that. Yeah, for <laughs> no, sure. fuck no, me for that. No, I get no, 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 no. I can't help how I feel. No. Sorry, I'm sorry. I you wish you that. could do that. Call him a retard, but you wish you could do that. Sure, I wish that I had the lack of self-awareness to go out uh-huh. and dance so goofy and just throw my body parts in different directions, but I'm not going to do that because I know it looks stupid, and that's not how I express joy. Fair that, enough. That, to me, is a nervous nightmare of, I look so dumb. I'm, Everyone knows I look dumb. How is this supposed to be making me feel good? Why does it make me feel good? Uh, 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 uh. No, dude. You know what feels I good? I want to put you on everything. That's good. And, and that I right want to see it one day. No, it's not happening. I don't like dancing. It, so why would I do a thing I don't like to do? No, but if you're blacked out, you won't remember. Yeah, sure. If I'm blacked yeah, out. Yeah, I'm saying I'm going I'm to put you on a dose of a lot of shit. No, don't dose me. I mean, <laughs> I can get there myself. You know, good. So I'll catch you later that night. But I want to see it one day. Yeah, I'm. I'm taking a, a pause from from everything. But oh, uh, next month. Yeah, but uh, dude. So Friday night of or Saturday night of Skank Fest. Uh-huh. I do too much. I go back. I go to sleep after uh, watching trippy music videos. Sunday, uh, I wake up and I'm like, all right. Last day of Skank Fest. Mm-hmm. Let's fucking make it count. I don't have a set until 5 p.m. So I get to Skank Fest at like 2 or 3, like 2.30. I get there. Uh, I go in to check on Zach and see how he's doing in the tank. And he's like, oh, man, I'm so glad you're here. Can you go up next? Like, oh, yeah, for sure. So I go up and I do a set and I had a stall and then I bring someone up. And then he's like, I didn't realize you were on again at 5. I'm going to have to push you to the later show. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, no worries. Push me to the later show. Like, I don't need to party today. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I was, I'm fine. I'll wait till after that. So then I'm free at five, and I go and I sign up for Kill Tony. And then I get up on Kill Tony. Did a lot of comics sign up? Um, not a whole bunch. It was mostly crowd members signing up. Yeah, because I was talking to Christy, and she was like, we need comics to go up so that it's actually good. There's actually good comedy on stage. Because there's a lot of people there that are just on a bunch of drugs and right. have a comedy show to watch and laugh. Yeah. And they have no idea what to do when they get up there. And exactly. they're not good at the interview either. Mm-hmm. And they're just like edge lords. But so I signed up for the first one. I get up. Oh, holy shit. That was amazing. Uh, and then I leave from there and I go and I meet up with my friend who came to the festival to do sign language for me. Because I think it's very funny to have a sign language interpreter for comedy. You and brought him up just for that? It was a lady, and I brought her into the festival, and then I brought her photographer with her. Uh-huh. So I meet up with them. We're watching uh, TJ Miller. Right. I'm like, hey, you guys wait right here. I'm going to pee. 
I go through that cool green room and I go over to pee in that bathroom right there by the Kratom stage, by the she stage. And while I'm in there, I run into Adam Lucky and he's like, hey, have you seen John Carden? Stacy's looking for him. I call John. I text him a couple times. He doesn't answer. And then I go, I'm like, hey, Stacy, what's up? She's like, hey, we had a, a show we got to make from scratch. Um, I'm either going to have you or John host it. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, cool. So I'm calling John and then I'm like, hey, John, they need you to host a show. Can you be here soon? He's like, I'm on my way. I'm five minutes, you know? Then I go talk to Stacy and she's like, you're hosting. John's going to go up first. And then it's Sam Talent, Joe List, Will Sylvans, and Nick Vatterot. God damn. That's a fucking <laughs> lineup. So, and it's in the sheath stage, which is the best stage there. Yes, it was. So it, it was just fucking awesome. So I get to do that show literally just because of the time I went to the bathroom. So I get to do that. It's fucking amazing. Uh, I finished that and then uh, I go back, meet with my friends, watch a couple other shows and then go over to the tank. Mm-hmm. And then I bring my friend Lucy on stage and I do a set with Lucy doing sign language next to me. Did you it, prepare her at all? Or we she... talked beforehand. So, cause she, she's a professional interpreter. Oh, she can do on the fly. It's like, so it's like she does it for like uh, music and stuff. Okay. But so generally like, uh, so her photographer, uh, also like he travels with her and stuff and helps her. And so he'll, uh, like pull up like lyrics for songs so she can look at the lyrics and he can show her mm-hmm. so that she can be ahead of it. But with comedy, like beforehand, before my set, I just picked a few of my jokes that I thought would be funny to have her doing sign language too. Mm-hmm. Cause a lot of it too is also um, there's some improv to it. Right. Because like not everything has like an exact symbol and like the way that you choose to express and move your hands, like a lot of that changes the way it's, it means stuff. So um, I did jokes about me being fat and like, like very visual jokes uh-huh. so that she could take some liberties with what she was doing visually. That's dope, man. So I start the jokes and they're getting laughs and they're looking at her and that's making them laugh really hard. And then I'm pausing and looking at her like, why you got to make me look so fat? You know, and then she's signing that back at me, you know? And so we're going back and forth and it's really fun. And then I get the light and I offered them to all ask her to say stuff if they wanted to. Uh, and then I cussed them out a little bit. So they got to see some stuff. And then, uh, then she said, all right, like, what the fuck you could talk. <laughs> and it just it levels the room and we get off stage and it was I mean it was just the perfect way to have my last set of the festival uh and I had just a, a really great time uh and then we hung out and we partied and drank until the festival ended and the g- goddamn comedy jam to end the festival was unbelievable mm-hmm. and then we all went to the golden nugget and sat around just drinking and playing poker and playing video poker until God, six in the morning. Yeah, I, I didn't gamble. I, I'm not a gambler. I don't like yeah. to play with money. But uh, I did. Did you see your numbers go up after this game fest? Did you see a bump in your? Um, I saw a decent bump. So it, it's interesting because, like, kind of at the same time uh, that. I was getting to Skankfest. I had a couple of videos that were blowing up on Facebook and mm-hmm. uh, th- like a couple on Instagram that were doing really well. And my special on YouTube and my YouTube stuff has been doing really well. Um, so I got there and then I saw another big bump on my Instagram like right after, like the week after or so. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of hard to pinpoint where everything's coming from. 
because there's like different spikes for different stuff. Sure. But the, it like the coolest thing about it was all of the awesome comics I got to meet from the other parts of the country. Cause like, that's the thing is uh, not to get too into the weeds of like comedy stuff, but you know, like where I'm at in my career is in terms of comedy is I need to go to other big cities mm-hmm. to perform there and meet people there so that I can perform on better shows in those cities so that I can build up a fan base in those cities so that I can go to headline eventually in those cities. Right. It's a networking game. So while I'm working on building to have a full hour of really good comedy to do, mm-hmm. I'm also working on getting connections in these places so that I can grow, like I can do more shows in each of those places. So getting to meet a bunch of people at Skankfest and getting to do a bunch of shows and getting to, one, already have a little bit of credibility by being a performer there. Right. But two, doing well on those shows and them seeing me do well on those shows. Like, that's really cool. So it's, uh, I mean, it, it was from every standpoint, from a performer that's at the top level of their game. I mean, the people like Louis J. Gomez and Whitney Cummings and Tim Dillon all said they had a fucking blast at it. I, 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 haven't, heard, I haven't heard any negative. I talked to, I talked to Godfrey. I talked to Brett Ernst. Um, I was hanging with, um, Ah fuck! What's his name? Well, Eric, yeah, even 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 Adam Lucky was not was not even on the bill nowhere, and he got up a few times, a bunch of times. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, but you listen to so what I'm saying, like, so the A list people, the A plus plus, and the Netflix level comics, and the top build people that were the draws for why people came, you know, right? They had an amazing time, and then the B and C list people who are there that are maybe some of the draw, and they have some fans there, they had an incredible time. The, the D or newcomers like me, that's their first festival that are just getting into the skank world and are still very new in comedy, but are starting to, you know, make a name. Mm-hmm. We had an unbelievable fun time. The fans had a great time. Yo. The staff had a great time. The guests of people had a great time. Like there, there wasn't a single person there. I mean, there, uh, to be fair, uh, Rebecca and Christine, Worked there, fucking. Yo, Christine was off. on it. I saw, I saw her work. I saw, I saw Rebecca sit down and eat like twice. Yeah, but like Christine was on it. Like, yo, the lines over here. You guys move this way. Blah 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 blah. I'm like, holy shit. They were both like, they were both so insanely busy. Yeah, and, of course. And like working their ass off. So they probably enjoyed it a little more after the fact. But yeah. like, they should also take pride in the fact that that's literally like the perfect fucking festival. No, it, for it really everybody is. involved. It, it it really is. I mean the 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 level of organization because did you went to did you Houston? No. This was my first one. Oh okay. So like Houston was well run for like that that Houston was my first one. Mm-hmm. Um I felt like um from the outside looking in, Houston was was flawless. Like mm-hmm. I didn't see anything bad. I think like so some uh, uh the lines were or long, mm-hmm. but uh, other than that, it was easy to get from one stage to the other. And I was worried about this one being in Vegas because it's a bigger scale. I'm sure their numbers doubled. I mean, it sold out in like 10 minutes, right? Crazy, Yes. Right? And so uh, I was like, okay, especially when I got to the, the um, notoriety, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, now it's hallways. So you got to go through people in hallways. Yeah. Right? And... There's going to be lines. There's going to be some fuckeries somewhere. Uh, and I figured that, like, my what I did 
was that I wouldn't wait in line for a show. I would wait till the show starts and I would just walk in, find a seat and just, mm-hmm. and just sit down. And I was able to, 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 um, to get so much stand up. I mean, yeah. I, I posted all the pictures that I got. Like, you know, there was a, there's a Facebook group for Skank yeah, yeah. Fest. I posted like a bunch of pictures. People were like, holy shit. If, if you've never been to Skank Fest, if you didn't get to go, this is, um, this is not maybe half. Of all the comedy that was out there, it's wild. There's so and much I mean, comedy. And there. I wanted to. My goal was because I knew like maybe half of the the lineup, mm-hmm. and I've seen half the lineup before. Mm-hmm. Professionals, you know, people from here. And I'm like, I want to see some cats. I don't know. Yeah. And that's why I was hanging at the tank a lot. Like, I, of course, I went to the sheet. I saw maybe three podcasts. I walk at WD. No need for apologies, and a little bit of guys we fucked. Yeah. Uh, and, but the tank was my, that's where I wanted to be. Cause I'm like, I want to see some fuckers. I don't know. And I found out about some cats and I was like, holy shit. I'm sure that guy's like, you know, the shit wherever he's from. And then he comes here and he's on the stage and he's at Skankfest and people are laughing their asses off and they're going to remember that. Yeah. That was just the, my, my favorite of all that I didn't know that really got me, uh, Noah chap. chap. Holy shit. I don't. I, I've only just heard a bunch of people say that he murdered there, but I he had he had a necrophilia stuff. joke. Uh huh. That was five minutes long. Amazing. Just one liners. Bam, 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 and then bestiality. Bam, 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 bam. And people were like, "Bam, how many of those does he have?" Yeah. And he kept going and going and going. And I'm like, "Holy shit!" Because I, I was posting those pictures on on that Facebook group. Yeah. People were asking me, "Who's that guy? Who's that guy? Who's that guy?" And I'm like, "Yo, I really, I I was really impressed." Yeah. I was really impressed. And I, I got to say, like, I, it got to a point for me, I didn't want to get, like, starting, like, I went hard on, I didn't go hard on Thursday because I was sick. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Friday, I was like, okay, let me do, at least take one edible on my way there and, you know, see what happens. Have some fun. Yes. And I didn't sleep enough. And then I would go to the tank and then I, I actually passed out a few times. <laughs> That room I, had I, I felt so bad about it. Yeah, I felt so bad because uh, Colton caught caught me. He, he was da- he was downstairs and he took a picture because I sat down next to a dude who was already snoring. Amazing! And I just sat down like I'm not going to pass out. I'm not going to pass out. And then 15 minutes in, yeah, now Rick, I'm like <laughs> that sounds funny joke, wasn't it? And and fucking Colton took a picture and showed it to me. Oh, that rules! Uh, but no, but it's so funny. It, it's so. It's inspiring to me. That's really what, because I actually wrote a lot when I was there. Because mm-hmm. I would, just from hearing and watching other comics, I was like, oh, okay, cool. That gave me this idea about this mm-hmm. joke I've been working on. Boom, boom, boom. All right, take some notes. Yeah. And go back. Yes. Dude, that, that happens to me all the time when I'm listening class. to albums or podcasts. Yeah. Like when I'm driving. Like I, I really only listen to Middle of Somewhere, Two Bears, One Cave. And then mm-hmm. specific Rogan episodes where it's like comics that I know and yeah. look up to. Um, but listening to those and then I'll listen to just about anybody's. It sucks so fucking bad that Spotify fucked over so many got artists and took so many albums down. And artists had to take their albums down and that whole bullshit. Because uh, that was like my favorite. I had so many saved on there. And now I don't even know which ones they were because I don't know which ones got taken down and shit. From Spotify? Yeah. They're doing that shit? For like the last couple of years, yeah. For what? Uh, part of it is they're not paying artists like shit. I mean, it's like a, a hundredth of a cent or some shit like that. Or less. Yeah. It's, yeah. A it's, thousandth of a cent. 
it's it, like I think for like a million plays, you made like fifty bucks or some shit. I mean, it wasn't great, but uh, on top of that, the uh, like contractual obligations through like their agencies and stuff meant mm-hmm. that they had to take them down. I don't know all the details of it, but I know that a bunch of smaller and mid-level artists stuff is gone. There's um, got to be another and a bunch of like A level. Well, there, so there are places that that you can go find them, and you can get a lot of stuff on YouTube. Yeah, and you can just find it on the internet. But it, I use Spotify for everything because that's where I shit saved. Right. So like it, it's a bummer, but for sure, listening to and watching greats inspires you to do stuff. I mean, that's I mean, that's why we get into comedy. We yeah. saw comedy. We're like, fuck, I want to do that. I mean, it's. I don't know. I what I hope, and I don't think it's gonna happen. I mean, where the next one is gonna be. I think, like, to find that that like gem of a location mm-hmm. where everything is within walking distance, you don't have to go nowhere. Yeah. They didn't have food. That's the other thing. Because they figured you're right there on Fremont Street if you want food, go yeah. have the shitty pizza. But um, Exhibit's hot dog place wasn't bad. I didn't try that. I got that and I blacked out. Oh, that was the one? Yeah, I got, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got that one daytime. <laughs> That was a recovery dog. No, but I I don't think there will be like, oh, the industry is now going to pay attention. Of course they are, but does it mean if they're going to like, they're not going to dictate anything? It's going. Yeah, they don't give a shit. They're, I mean, they're happy with what it is. They're selling out. They just want, like the only thing that I think they're going to improve on next year is um, Lewis said something on Twitter about making an app so that people could reserve a spot in a room so they wouldn't have to just spend all their time waiting in lines. Yeah, because a I, lot of the time there, people were in lines. I see that that's that's what I don't think that's uh, that's fair because you wasted time standing in line where you could have just gone to the tank and seen some comedy. So, well, they it, were doing it, that because they really wanted to see this person. They're like, I got to no, see I, I, Shane Gillis at this show. I get that, so I'm going to wait in line for it. Whereas they could have put their spot on there and then gone sat in the tank until that show started. Yeah, that's what I'm because that would have been really for, cool for, for a premium. I would no, assume. no, I just I think that'd be part of your tickets if you buy like the all access pass is being able. Yeah, like maybe but everybody's going to get that, and then that's not really a. It's still a benefit though because no, it, it is. It, it is. means that there if you miss out on the checking in online, then I'm sure you can go wait in a standby line. Mm-hmm. So maybe you didn't get the great part, but you still got get to see the show, right? And then also. There were a lot of times where there were shows that were happening while like the big boy shows were going on. Mm-hmm. They could have used another hundred people who were wandering around trying to find something to do and then finally ended up in the tank. But if they had known like, hey, at the beginning, they, they weren't going to make it. They could have just gone over to the tank. You know, mm-hmm. I, I feel like the if that's done well, it's it's a great solution. But either way, like, I, I don't think they give a shit about anything other than just keeping doing it. It's fucking. I, I, I love the fact that the yeah, there's no headliners. It's just you know, comic after comedian after comedian. Yeah, that that's great because most other other festivals are like oh, you have this little shows and then you have Paramount. This yeah. one guy's at the Paramount. So, uh, but don't get me wrong, I, I do like Moon Tower, but this is a uh, this is like a comic con for comics and comedy fans. That's really what it is. Moon Tower is more industry and lay is, people, and and if you're not into comedy, but you have heard of it and want to get into it. But here's the best of the best. But they're going to be more industry. Yeah. Like that, that's the, I mean, I was, told, you're not going to hear any necrophilia jokes. N- no. And not just that, but they're going to start doing, um, you know, like 
movie premieres or mm-hmm. stuff like that, or you know, this is brought to you by fill in the blank kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't see Skankfest doing that, and if they do, it'll be on their own terms anyway because they have the audience. Yeah, and what what company doesn't want to have eyeballs, especially a bunch of you know. White dudes with sleeveless shirts and facial well, hair. The, all those guys there, though, they spend money. That's yeah, the thing. So exactly. That's, that's the perfect person to advertise to. Exactly. I should. I'm trying to think how much I spent total. I mean, between the airfare, hotel, and it, I mean, at least like maybe fifteen hundred dollars. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. But fuck it. I already budgeted for it. Like earlier this year, I'm like, I'm not missing this shit again. Yeah, dude, but it was so good. It's worth it. I hope they do like Vegas, Houston, maybe somewhere on the West Coast. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, I feel like um, part of the problem with the West Coast, though, is that the lodging is going to be crazy expensive. Oh, true. Good point. The uh, like getting to and from, like finding a space that's big enough to host something like that is also going to be crazy expensive. Then New York. Because, yeah, see, New York, where they have connections already, yeah. and the skanks are built in, <clears throat> and there's a bunch of comedy clubs they could do, like, satellites. But even then, it, that, that was the thing about Vegas that was so cool, is that you, it was all one place. Yeah, Houston the same way. They made sure uh, that, they blocked off that entire secret group block. Yeah. And that was it. You didn't have to go anywhere. You had, the, you had, they had food there. You had your drinks. Yeah. After party was at the same place. I mean, you didn't have to go nowhere. I would love to see. Uh, there, a lot of people said they liked Vegas better than Houston. I didn't get to go to Houston, so I, I'd like to compare the two. But I, wherever I, it is, I'm going next year. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm not. I'm this, not missing this, it for. I'm, I'm saving now like $2,000. <laughs> yeah. For wherever it's going to be, I'm going. And I'm like, I, I'm glad. Because people were still selling tickets like like day before. Yeah. And yeah, I'm not, I'm not missing that shit. Dude, I, uh, so wild. Cause so Skankfest is, I'm there Wednesday. I leave Monday. Mm-hmm. So I'm partying till fucking 6am Monday morning. I go back, I pass out at the Airbnb for a couple hours, pack my shit, leave. There's not really anywhere you can just be in Vegas that doesn't cost money to right. be there. So I just went to the airport. So I get to the airport, I get a fucking giant Jamba Juice I sit down. I still have $20 in cash left on me. Uh-huh. So I just feed that into a slot machine and just sit there and play up a little bit, down a little bit. You know, just chilling, just wasting time, just hungover. Uh, I end up losing all my money, of course. It's, it's 20 bucks. Who gives a shit? I get on the flight. I fly back to Austin. I sleep that night in Austin. I wake uh-huh. up the next morning and I have to drive immediately to Lubbock for my day job. So Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I'm in Lubbock. Uh-huh. Thursday night, I drive back from Lubbock to Austin to drop off all my work stuff, get my car, drive Friday morning to Oklahoma City, mm-hmm. and then Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I'm in Oklahoma City. So, I I mean, that was a, Monday. I drove back from Oklahoma City to Austin, and I got home. I was like, I'm not leaving the house. I'm not fucking not doing anything. Yeah, salad lunch. Yeah, exactly. Dude. Like, I'm fucking, I'm done I'm doing stuff. salad for lunch. Yeah. Uh, and so, but I mean, like I've been doing bunches of nightlife stuff. So now I have to take a break from all the fun party shit. Just do comedy for a minute. You have uh, till the end of the month, or what? You, what are you giving yourself? Uh, I haven't. I haven't put like a full timer on it. I was thinking of going like a long time, but there's so much fun shit coming up. But like, I do want to at least let my liver like heal. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. So you miss all the F1 stuff. Yeah, I didn't do any of that. 
That's, I, don't, I don't care. It's fine. It's, it's cars. It's, well, it's rich Europeans. Yeah, I don't that's, like what, that's what it is. I I used to. I, I went a couple of times, but I, I don't get the appeal. Other than there's a bunch of hot people. I'm not rich, so I can't really hang in those circles. You know? Oh, I'm not either. But like, I, I happen to know people, and they're yeah. like, "Hey, back, you want to come check it out? Sure, I'll I'll come see it. All right, cool. Anything else? Oh, there he goes again. Yeah. And I'm done. <laughs> I mean, but, it's a cool sport and all, but it's just like one of those things where like, it's, no, the parties are where, where it's at. Yeah. The the there was this guy, uh, rest in peace. Um, he's been on the podcast actually, name. Ian. Yeah, rest in peace, Ian uh, Waitman. He he was on a podcast a, a long a while back. Uh, he used to throw these like F one parties because British guy, huge mm-hmm. fan of F, of Formula One, and it was like pretty much all the hottest people. He had a fashion show, mm-hmm. like a tape, like to get a table was like fifty thousand dollars. It was like that level of fuck you money. Yeah, and they're all like, "Oh, I'm German. They're French, so I run to some French people, and they would invite me to their table." I'm yeah. like, sweet. Lady but, Marmalade, that shit. Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> like, I'm not supposed to be here, but shit, I'll milk the shit out of it. That rules. Hell yeah. I end up in those situations sometimes too. I just, uh, my priorities have all shifted so much to be that partying is cool, but it's second to comedy. Yeah. Like, really, everything else is just second to comedy. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, I, uh, I, I mean, it's fun. There's so much fun stuff to do. But I'm not ever going to go and do a crazy party thing over a comedy thing. I, I I totally get it. But, you know, like, I'll do a show, and then I'll go have some fun. <laughs> I, I'm, it's a fun I, city I, for it. I've been here 24 years. Trust me, I know. Yeah. I've, I've, put, I've put my miles yeah. <laughs> on those streets downtown. Trust me, I have. Yeah. I have. No, but, that, like, I'm at a point now where I think I'm – I want to I want to do more shows because I'm tired of mics. I'm getting tired of mics because the mics never really tell you how good your jokes are because yeah. there's a bunch of comics in the audience that heard your shit who don't even give a shit. Or don't care begin. at all. Or exactly. Think about there. Exactly. Going up soon. Right. So I'm like, um, I got one coming up. I think yeah, the, the 19th with the can't even com- comedy folks from nice. LA. Yeah, moving here. Um. But yeah, I just need to get I just need to get on more shows. That that's really where I'm at. And on top of that, I'm building this other this record play thing I was uh talking about earlier. Which by the way, you're welcome to, to join. I'll tell you about it more offline. Yeah, yeah. Um what was I gonna say? Um yeah, so you're on a Yeah, I'm just I'm chilling for a minute. Uh sorry. This time. Chilling for a minute. Uh I it, it's just one of those things where I notice like when my tolerance gets too high. Yeah, for stuff I got to take a little break, mm-hmm. just so that I like lose a little bit of it. So it's not just because that's the thing; it doesn't really. It, it gets to a point where I can have ten double vodka sprites and be you know fine, mm-hmm. you know the next day and just Uber home. And it's, so it's like that's too much. That's that's too many drinks. Like that's twenty standard drinks right in a night. And then you like you, if you're not focused on it and you just don't think about it, you know I've been very fortunate. The last couple months have been very busy comedy wise for me. Right. So if I'm out at comedy stuff, it's like you know. So tonight I got a show. Tomorrow I got a show. Friday I got a show. Saturday I got a show. Sunday I'm off. It'd be very easy. I get free drinks tonight. Free drinks tomorrow. Free drinks Friday, Saturday. You know I could have a bunch of free drinks and not even think about it. Mm-hmm. And then it's like oh man, suddenly I drank 
four out of the seven days this week. You know, and then, you know, you have another good week where you're booked every day. You're like, oh, shit, I just drank eight days in a row. Anyways on you. Yeah. And the, well, eventually it's just like, you know, I'm 31 and I'm overweight and I don't eat particularly healthy or do a lot of exercise. Stuff. Keep going with those bags of salad. Maybe that'll yeah, help. Yeah. Like, you know, like I, you know, I try and do good shit every now and then when I remember to. And so it's like, you know, my, my recovery time. Oh, yeah. You know, it gets that point where like if I'm out and I'm partying and we go to an after hours place and then it's. Four thirty-five, six a.m. when I get home and I pass out. Did I need until four or five p.m. to become a human again? I just gotta like pass out and sleep for a while, and then it's like you know I wake up at that time and I don't have any time to do fucking laundry or like clean my fucking room or like and you're only any of my self care stuff. <laughs> and then it's like I gotta go out and do a show, and then you go out and you do a show and you're with your friends and then you're out again and then it's oh, fuck it's six a.m. again. Look, I'll, I'll, so you gotta take breaks in there. So. I'll give I, I'll give you a quote that my dad loves to remind me mm-hmm. and everybody, everybody's work with is like, look, there's one thing that everybody, everybody's equal on There's 24 hours in a day. Yeah. That's it. So whatever, some people choose to fuck around for 10 and then work for five and sleep for the rest. I mean, it's like, you gotta, you gotta, when you get to a point where you're, you're really serious about something. Mm-hmm. And I think that, yes, it's easy to be like, you know, scatterbrain and mm-hmm. just like, oh, I get a fuck around day, but that fuck around day, you pay for it for the next two days. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then you're like, fuck what? And then here comes Sunday and you're like, what have I done this week? Meanwhile, somebody was just like, yo, I'm on it. I'm I'm, I'm on stage. I'm hitting mics. You know, I'm, ne- I'm networking. I'm going to other shows to meet people who run that show so they can see my face. Right. So they know who I am. And it's all of this like other work. Mm-hmm. That you don't consider, and next thing you know, you're like, "Fuck, I am where I'm at in my career because I'm not dedicated." See, and that's where it's like dangerous for me because I am super dedicated to comedy, and I always have been since I since I started taking it seriously, May of 2018. Mm-hmm. It's been my number one priority above all else, and it's mm-hmm. what I've, I've sacrificed everything else for comedy stuff. And like, I had some periods where I didn't get to do very much because of the pandemic. Sure. But I was still doing mics online and going like I wasn't ever going like a week without doing anything because I just, like start to feel gross inside. And it's like, Ugh. yeah. And what see- else am I fucking doing with my life? Like I'm just wasting time. So now like I, I go up, but so it is that thing where it's like, all right, I go out, I get maybe I have a show at seven thirty eight. So I leave, I get there at seven thirty. You know, and then I watch the people that are before me. I try and take boomerangs of people. I hang around and talk with them. Maybe have a couple drinks. And then someone else there is on another show or my friends on another show. Then I go to that show. We hang out. We have a couple drinks there and we're at Vulcan. And then we're over at Creek. And then we're at Sidebar afterwards. And then other comics are coming and joining at Sidebar. And then we're at Seven Grand. And then we're at someone's apartment. And it's like all of that, those are all comedian friends. And those are all people that are all doing shows. Mm -hmm. And I'm around people that are all working on doing new material and are like writing and grinding and doing all their own stuff. And we're all doing our personal lives at different speeds and like managing that stuff. But the people that I'm around and that I'm drinking and partying with are also people I'm networking with and I'm meeting new comics. And, you know, because I'm focusing on the set first, you know, I crush at the beginning of the night. I have a really good set. Now that's the thing for the rest of the night. That's Mike has good sets. Mm -hmm. He's party Mike, but he's, he has good sets, you know? And, uh, so like that's why I I have to take breaks sometimes, so that I can have like the longevity of that because you know I don't have to be party Mike all the time. 
No, it's it's not like uh, part of my brand or anything. Like I, I can be who I am on stage, and it doesn't have anything to do with who I am off stage. You know, so um, I don't know. It's uh, I just take take a little break. But I mean, I also I was still out till one last night because I went did uh, hung out at the creek, watched a little bit, and then went over to sidebar and played some pool. Went to Marinara Miracles. Have you been there yet? To where? Marinara Miracles. Marinara? Miracles. Yeah. Like the sauce? Yeah. No, what is it? It's a handmade pasta bar on top of Valhalla, right there on Red River. On top of Valhalla? Yeah. Wow, no. So, like, literally catty corner from the creek. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and they're open till midnight. I think they're seven days a week. But so you walk upstairs of the metal bar, mm-hmm. and there's just like a little window where you can order a bunch of pasta, but they have like, a great cacio e pepe and like they do like a sourdough with whipped ricotta honey and truffle oil You're good fucking great that's pasta yeah I mean, <laughs> so yeah so uh you know we went there and then we went back and played a couple more games of pool and hung out and everybody else was drunk and it was, you know, it was fine and i was drinking a bunch of water i mean it, it, it's fine to you know to, to take take those breaks like last night i i, I, I was out till like i think 3 30 mm-hmm and I didn't. I didn't plan to, mm-hmm. but I was. Uh, I went did I did the tiny bar mic mm-hmm. with uh, uh, Courtney, mm-hmm. uh, and I, w- I went towards the end. I'm glad there was a couple uh, audience members though, then and they, they loved it. And then Gabe showed up. Nice. Gabe Davis showed up. So and we went to that uh, Talib Kweli thing. Yeah, Native. I heard that was going on. Last yeah, night. Mumford showed up. Man, that shit was hilarious. Mumford was just dancing his ass off. It was like, can I dance? Am I allowed to? To move to this black music, I'm like, just I'll give you a pass, go for yeah. it. And he started like, just acting stupid, but yeah, I was there with Gabe, and we were just clowning and making fun of people. We saw a dude, I I couldn't believe it, black guy with a cane that was not blind. He was acting like he was blind, but he was not. Hell yeah, <laughs> that rules. He literally walked past me, looked at me, and said, "Excuse me, brother," and then walked. Maybe he was just like a little blind, or maybe his legs fucked up. Aren't canes for fucked up? He didn't legs? touch me. The cane did not touch me. Well, maybe you could just see a little bit. I don't know, man. It was just weird. It was just fucking weird. I don't know. I don't <laughs> but know. anyway, but we ended up, so Gabe and I ended up in my car and just geeking on, on a hip-hop producers for uh-huh. like an hour <laughs> until like that's three in the so morning. Funny. Because th- that's the thing. Like you're, when, when you're out, I think you get, I think it's like a, you're looking for the adventure kind mm-hmm. of thing. Everybody does. Like, oh, maybe I get laid. Maybe I end up at an after party. Maybe I meet somebody. Maybe, yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe. You know what I mean? Everybody has that that hope. But you can get caught up in something. You're enjoying it so much. And you're like, fuck, it's four in the morning. I got to meet yeah. at eight. And you're like, yeah, but it was worth it. Dude, it's uh, that that's the story of my life is I I go out and I'm like, all right, I'll have an easy night tonight. I'm not going to do anything crazy. And then something happens. And it's like, guess we're doing something crazy. You know, uh, I, so I love magic. <laughs> the, I, the gathering? No. The, <laughs> the card game? <laughs> no, no, I don't give a shit about that. Uh, God, I'm white, but I'm not a fucking loser. Right? <laughs> That's why my brain went. What does yeah. that tell you? <laughs> no, but like the cool magic yeah, shit yeah. that people do. And several months back, uh, there were two magicians that are fans of Kill Tony. And they came in town to watch and meet David Lucas and Nat Rogachevsky and talk to him. And so they come into town and uh, they were at Latchkey 
and I happened to see a couple of their tricks and was just blown away. And I have pretty big reactions to magic because it blows my fucking. It's cool. Yeah, you know, like that up and close magic. Yeah. Or that, oh yeah, that's that's the best. They were doing some just unbelievable shit, and uh, so we connected over Instagram, and uh, then they were just visiting mm-hmm. uh, fucking two three weeks ago. So they came into town and we were hanging out. And the first night, you know, we're hanging out. And I was like, all right, I'm not drinking tonight. I'm chilling. And even without drinking or doing any drugs, I was still out till like 4.30 in the morning. And then the next night it was like, all right, I'll drink with the really cool magicians. And then, you know, we're out till. Yeah, because you, you have a story to tell. Dude, it that's was, what it's, that, that's really what it's about. It's it was like, so fun. That's what it's, it's like. You make, you make memories. You know, I like Chappelle's big on that. Because mm-hmm. like, take your phones out. And just have memories. Don't take pictures. Don't post that shit online. We're just here. Be in the moment kind yeah. of thing, right? And I, I think that that's always, that should be the takeaway mm-hmm. every time you get every time you get out. Because if you can go to the next, if you remember it, of course, or yeah. you, your friends will tell you. Yeah. And you're like, yo, you remember you were dancing naked on the bar? You're like, for real? Like, yeah. But it's a story. It's like a at, on your deathbed, you'll you'll laugh about that shit. Dude, 100%. That's the other thing that like I always think about, too. It's like the days that I'm going to remember and the days that people are going to remember me for are all the very fun ones. There's there I've already had so many cool, fun fucking times. Dude, at Skankfest, there was uh, really – I got to find his name because I, I keep forgetting. Um, he's a fucking awesome dude. Comic or – Comic. Uh, he was on The Naked Roast. Oh, is it the, the – not the black which, – which round? Uh, he was uh, on the one with the gay black dude who had a flat ass and a small dick. No, the guy <laughs> uh, Logan Farr. Um, oh no, I don't he know. had two prosthetic legs. Oh, and no. then me and Lamar Lee drank White Claw out of his prosthetic legs. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, dude, it was just like such a, a dumb, wild, insane, fun time. Uh, and you know, it's just like I, I'm. Uh, those are the kind of fun memories where it's like, yeah, maybe it's stupid or gross Doesn't or matter. irresponsible or whatever. But like, man, that was pretty fun. That was that was a pretty pretty cool memory. And like, you know, I, I have so many fun times that uh, I've just been about going with the flow and focusing on having a good time. And uh, yeah, I think that that's like the best part of like those nightlife situations is like what you were saying before. There's something special that happens between the hours of like two and 5 Mm AM where people become like a different like caricature of themselves for sure. And I think it starts earlier. I think it's like, as soon as you get your first drink, but there's a, there's a special one like cause you see there's people that like, you don't even see at midnight that are out. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Like there's some of those people that like they got off at two and now they're like ready to party. Like there's some of that energy and like, (laughs) you know, there's the, the people that have been partying like for a while and they're like, we want to keep the party going. And like, then there's, I also really love that like after hours feel because it's like, we're breaking the law. You know, like, oh. we're not supposed to be here. <laughs> this shit is supposed I'm to with that. I'm, too. I'm with that. To me, it's, it's like when you, when you meet somebody randomly mm-hmm. and you end up like hanging with them, hanging with them and you don't need much. It's like just the interaction and the conversation you're having is entertaining enough to where like, oh, we we're best friends now. Mm-hmm. Like I'm I'm 
I'm going, we're going to hang again because this is how much, like up until now, my, my night was boring and you came around and holy fuck, this is the best. Mm -hmm. And we're going to talk about this and I'm going to talk about this for days, if not years to come. Um, on, what was it? On Tuesday, I went down to, um, my friend was like, yeah, it's my birthday. I want to come for happy hour. I'm like, cool. I'll come down. It was the, the, the day it stormed. Mm -hmm. And, uh, there's, uh, it was on campus at this hotel uh, called Otis. And I'm like, it's on campus. So that means it's, it's a new spot. So I'm thinking, yeah, it's going to be a bunch of 20 year olds. Cause it's bunch, it's right on campus. Like it's Guadalupe and MLK. Mm -hmm. And I get there. It's a fancy ass restaurant and fancy ass cocktail bar and everything. And birthday, blah, blah, blah. Happy birthday, all that stuff. And then there's this, this old white couple. When I say old, I'll say they maybe in their fifties. Okay. So not that old. Yeah, ten years older than you. Yeah, come on, man. Give me some Yeah. So and this, this old ass white couple yes. about but to die. Fifty. I, I ended up staying there and talking to this lady, me and my buddy, till close the bar. Like mm -hmm. we were like, oh, we're gonna like like wait out the storm, and we anything. We, she did the beta dance. We we're talking about movies. We're talking about weed. We're talking about like if she could say the N word or not. And my, <laughs> yeah, it was like that. She uh -huh. kept apologizing and everything. But she, what she said it? Yeah, she was rapping. She was. She was. What what song was she trying to rap? Uh, I forgot. I forgot what song she's trying to That's rap. That's wild. But we were like, and she didn't even like. So white lady in her fifties. Yeah. All right. No, no, but. Both my friend and my, me and my friend, I mean, my friend is black too, uh -huh. but we were laughing so hard and having such a, not, not like right away. She didn't yeah. go, Hey, uh, to all my niggas and my bitches. And I'm like, Oh wait, hold on. What? No, this, this was like, you're like, okay. This, no, this is, this is three hours in. Amazing. This is three hours She's in. Like, oh, we're cool now. Yeah. Like, <laughs> want to see something I can do? And I'm like, I think deep, deep down you're black. And she's like, Oh, you know who I am? I'm this one black comedian. This one, ah, uh, what's her name? Cause I said, you're, you're Medea. She's like, no, no, no. I'm this other black, black, funny black, uh, comedian. And she looked in the phone and she goes, Wanda Sykes. I'm like, Oh, you're, <laughs> you feel like Wanda Sykes inside. And I'm like, cause she was like that smart you ass. That was Rachel Dolezal. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. And she, she does sales there. Like she, she works at the hotel. Wow. And I was like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fuck with you later. You're so silly. Do you know how many free rooms you could have gotten out of how many N-words she said? Oh, I'm a, I'll get it back. Yeah. <laughs> I'll get it back. Uh, but she kept ordering wine. It's not wine. okay you said that. She, she, yeah, she kept and ordering. I'd like to stay here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just waiting for the storm, but please, go ahead. That's so funny. Yo, but I had a blast, and I was like, this is, and I, my goal was just to go to this birthday, say happy birthday, have a couple of drinks, and go home. Mm -hmm. But I ended up staying there, talking to this white lady about, all kinds of shit mm -hmm. for literally five hours. Wow. And I'm like, this is what I'm talking about. Yeah. And I, and I don't care that I procrastinated on my taxes. <laughs> Fuck them. Yeah. This, this was absolutely worth it. Yeah. And that's what I'm about. Yeah, dude. That's, uh, I think that's, that's the whole point of this. Yep. So let's see. Get to, uh, get your dope shit. Yeah. What is it? Amari Gushan. The hell is that? So he's a chocolatier and pastry chef. I like to tell people about him. I've been following him on Instagram for like fucking six or seven years now. 
A M A U R Y. Of course, it's French. Amory Guichon. Yeah. Oh, there we go. <laughs> no, it's Amory Guichon. No, fuck you. It's Amory Guichon. Yeah. So it's that guy. Yeah, that guy. He is unbelievable, and he makes like he does a couple of different things, but the main thing he does is small scale, hyper realistic replicas of things that are both chocolate and pastry. So he'll make like an alarm clock mm-hmm. from scratch, molding all the chocolate by hand and then fill it with an incredible like mousse layer and then like a crumbled tart and like then he'll put like a raspberry goulash, ganache, gar- ganache? Yeah, ganache yeah, across the top. Uh, and then close it off with chocolate and it'll look like – and he'll like use edible paint and everything and make it look like a super real clock. And then he'll cut it in half and eat it. And so he, he does videos on Instagram – but he got so huge that they gave him a show on Netflix. Are you serious? And is, it, it, is it cake? Is that the one? No, it's uh, his school of chocolate. So what he does is he takes these, I think it's six or eight maybe, chocolatiers and pastry chefs from across the, the world. Uh-huh. And they all compete for a chance to have their own like chocolate line and all this stuff. But they already know quite a bit of shit. But then he's teaching them like the masterclass stuff he invented, like how to make an edible glass bubble and like all this wow. other stuff. But it's fucking fascinating it's so cool to look at and like it's just like how did how did you even make that how did you uh, like how, how do you how do you start it, it, see all right here's like a perfect uh which one is this the chocolate robot arm so this one is going to be the other thing that he does which are like gigantic large scale if you play this one it's a large scale chocolate sculpture that'll be hyper realistic but look at the shit that he does so he'll layer out and use all these molds and build stuff. He uses like a bunch of stuff from architecture where like the way that he molds that together is to hold it. Wow. But I mean, look how fucking intricate all of the stuff always has like working parts like he that. He makes bolts. Yeah. Look and at, fucking gears. And they work. And then he's got his little AG. And does it eat it? Wait. So this one is all, it's all edible, but this is a sculpture for like a party. So, like, they'll be at a party, and this will be the centerpiece of the party. But look how intricate he gets with these details. Yeah, man. It's fucking awesome. Wow. What? Yeah. Metal? It looks looks like metal. metal. It looks like metal. It's fucking chocolate. Yeah. All of that is completely edible. So, you know, imagine you're a fucking company that makes robot arms. So go and check out, like, one of these smaller ones. Yeah, like click that one. You did a Connect Four. Check this out, though. So this is, oh, this is the Connect Four. All right. So he makes all these different molds, which is very cool. Holy oh. shit, man! It has the slider at the t- at the bottom. Yeah. And, and it'll be like I'm imagining that he's going to make something edible to put in there to play with too. Yo. Next time yeah, somebody, somebody says fuck the French, just show him that. Oh, all right. <laughs> so he's making, they're not super yummy, but. Wow. And th- what oh, is dude. that? So he's making like a pastry dough. And is it, these are and the, the tokens? Gonna, yeah. So then he's going to put the, the pastry dough into that little. Oh, the, the okay. So they're little edible tokens with like a little cream filling. God damn. How fucking cool is that shit? He makes it look so easy. Yeah. And look, he sli- slides the bottom of the cake, and then the, the tokens fall off, and he yeah. can eat it. So, all right, exile that. You got to see one of the ones that I'm talking Like, All right, so this one's perfect. 
The chameleon? The coffee clock. The coffee clock is a perfect one. So this is the type of shit I'm talking about. So he makes all these different flavors and types and different textures. Uh-huh. And he does all this different shit with it. And he shows you like, so that's like a caramel that he's making. Like, wow. It's fucking beautiful and symmetrical. And he does all these different textures. That's like a mousse. Have you had it? Like, or, no. How, how did you find out? I just watched on Instagram. I'm fat. But look yeah, at that fucking print. <laughs> you really are fatty, man. I know, dude. I'm 100%. <laughs> no, this is, this is like artistry on a level that's like. And like, oh my God, come on. He makes the little gears and. Perfect working them. gears out of chocolate and then paints them so that they look. Look at this. Is it always chocolate? Look, yeah, it's always chocolate for his main building mold. But like on the inside, like so this is a working clock gear that he just made. Wow. And then all right, you ready? It cuts it oh. and it's a cake. God damn, it's fucking all awesome. Right, I'm so proud to be French right now. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, dude. <laughs> nah, we don't fuck around when it comes I don't eat I don't eat desserts in this country. We have patisseries. Patisserie? Yeah. Yeah, sorry. I got it. I got it. No, thank you. No, I, no, I'm no. just saying it the way that I read it on the on the board. That's fine. If you say creme brulee, I'm, I'm turning your mic off. Oh, how am I supposed to say it? Creme brulee. Creme brulee? Yeah, creme brulee. Creme brulee? Yeah. All right. Or flan or... Uh, flan? Il flottante. Uh, il flottante is like a... How am I supposed to say eclair? Eclair. Oh, okay. So I'm yeah. doing that one good. No, you're fine. No, that's an easy one. Uh, my favorite dessert is the Napoleons. Oh, the, like, the uh, millefeuille. It's, it's not, okay, in French, we don't call it Napoleons. Okay. We call it uh, Thousand Leaves, millefeuille. So it, where it's got the little, like, super wafer-thin pastries with yeah. the cream in between it, and then it's covered in chocolate? Yep. F- like the best version of a Kit Kat? <laughs> yeah. Hold on. The Napoleon pastry. Yeah. yeah. So the- oh, my God. I got excited looking at it. <laughs> yeah, so this is, this is in French, we call it Thousand Leaves, millefeuille. Some yeah, some had the strawberry in the middle. God, do you know? Do you know where to get that in Austin? Uh yeah, there's like two places that make it. Which one? The you know the one on the east side on, on Springdale. I think that's the one I'm talking about. What's she's it French. Julie Myrti. Can you white it up for me a little bit so that I know what you're talking about? Julie. No, oh no, no. What's the name of the actual place? Julie Myrti. Oh, Myrti. Yeah, Julie Myrti. It's on Springdale. She's French. Spell her last name. M Y R T I L L E. Oh, Julie Myrtle. <laughs> <laughs> Julie Myrtle. Oh my god. Julie Myrtle. I'm going. There. This. I have not been to this one. Yeah, she's French. Fuck yeah. I'm Julie so Myrtle. No, there's the one. Uh, there's par, uh, baguette et chocolat. That's B Caves. There's another one. The B Cave one. Yeah, and then the R O C H E L I. R O C H. I call it Rochelle. Rochelle? I don't know that one. Yeah. Rochelle Patisserie. But is it like French? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, but like I, I don't do uh, cheesecake. I, it's I, fine. Like, you know, all the, every restaurant has like a chocolate cake, like a three layer chocolate. I don't yeah, do that because it's, it's always sweet shit. But yeah, I'm picky about my Jacobi's? There's strawberry cake I out of this it. world. Really? Yeah, one of the best desserts in town. Oh, man, you're a foodie fatty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man, I'm craving one now. I know, dude. Yeah, Julie Myrti is legit. It's legit. They're, they're, they're croissants. Both of those places are closed right now. Well, I'm I sorry. Wait until tomorrow. Yes, you have to drive. Get in your yeah. car. Oh, I got to bounce, too. I got to get a yeah. show. Uh, but, my dope shit is easy. Uh, yes. I saw it on the plane on my way to Skank Fest. It's uh, Robert Kelly's Killbox. 
don't know what that is. Robert Kelly? You know Robert Kelly? Yeah. So he just released a special oh, great. on louisck.com. Oh, wonderful. Not on Netflix or nothing. It's on louisck.com. I downloaded it and I watched it and holy fuck. It was Killbox is Killbox what it's is, is the name of it, yeah. Amazing. Yeah, fucking loved it. So go to louisck.com and just download the uh, the special. I really loved it. Uh, yeah, or if you don't want to pay, go to YouTube and type in Mike Eaton and you can watch my special. Well, yeah, we got, we're getting, <laughs> getting the plugs. We're getting the plugs. <laughs> Calm down. So, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No, that's it. Just go to YouTube, type my name in. It is good. Mikey, I I worked really hard on it, and I think that it came out really great. Um, It's uh, it's a lot of fun. And then I got a lot of stuff coming up. I got all the shows I'm doing. I'm not doing any of that material. So Oh, nice. Come out, see me. I thought of you because I I was trying to – I freaked out about uh, flying with edibles Mm -hmm. and (laughs) – Seriously, I even asked, I asked Amy. I went to Amy and I said, uh, I'm kind of freaking out about it. And she goes, I just go back, buy a bag of gummies, empty it and put them in there and put them in your backpack. You'll be fine. I'm like, yeah. are you sure? Because I, I can't afford to get Yeah, or don't even or do that. Just stick it in your fucking backpack. They don't give a shit. No, I know. But like, I did. I was wondering, like, which one should I put in, in my suitcase None, or my backpack? Don't ever put them. Uh, that's, that's the message of my special. Don't put your drugs in your checked baggage. Because they open it, they right? will open it and they will steal it, and there's no recourse for you to say anything because they're stealing something that's illegal. Oh, they will steal it, not yeah. like report. They have to report you, right? No, they don't. No, they take it and then they have free drugs. Oh, what? Oh, you think the people that are working there don't do drugs? <laughs> they work in the basement of an airport, looking through baggage, looking for bombs that no one ever has. Their job is pointless. It's fucking security theater. But I was, I was freaking out. So I'll put be it in honest. your backpack. Put it in your carry on. You're good. I'm glad I got I got I brought a bunch back. Those so dogs are there to smell for for fucking bombs. No, right? you don't understand. I have very bad luck at airports. That's another topic for another yeah. day. But at, not uh, me. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Uh, your Instagram. Mike is eaten. A e a t o n. Yeah. All right, and this is true. He loves baby. Napoleons. Yeah, do you love food? All right, and now it was patisserie. 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 Yeah, patisserie. Patisserie. Yeah. Look at that. If you walk in there and you say, hey, patisserie, I would like millefeuille. Yo, yo, patisserie. Yeah, Ah! patisserie. Croissant. Uh, 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 I have a whole thing about that. I want a latte. Uh, 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 Oui, oui. Le fromage. Charcuterie. Get the fuck out of here. All right. Charcuterie. Uh, Charcuterie. Oh, God, it is. Every time you say it, it's just you fancy up the words I know. Yeah, but I mean, it, I'm, I'm not going to be I'm a speaker about it. Now I no, no, look, when I order at a restaurant, yeah. I pronounce it the French way. Oh. I, I'm not going to say charcuterie. If I go to, like, Chez Z and I say yeah. uh, croissant, I'm not going to say croissant. I'm not going to say creme brulee. I'm going to yeah. say creme brulee. Yeah, no, you should. No, no, but don't look at me funny. Not. No, no, you're fine. If you yeah. do it, you're fine. Well, you're, you're also fancy. surprising. Well, yeah, they don't expect a black man to speak yeah. French. But there's like a bunch of like French colonies in Africa, right? Yeah, there's a bunch of me. But you said you're from France, France. Yeah, yeah. But I was born in Africa. Okay. And so there's a bunch of me yeah. in France. But they don't know that in at Chazy and all. They don't fucking know here. This is Texas. I'm yeah. probably the only one. Yeah. So when I order. And I, Why is he talking like that? Yes. <laughs> Speak English. It's croissant, you asshole. I, 
I hate the French. <laughs> I hate them too, but they got good food. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, follow, <laughs> follow the feedback BAK on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, follow also Record Play Live. Uh, mark your calendars for Sunday, November 27th at Pershing. Uh, follow Mike. Go see him on stage. Hilarious. Check out his special uh, YouTube. I'm, I know I'm telling you, I'm giving you a bunch of homework, but it's worth it. I'm telling y'all. And when Skankfest gets announced next year, don't sleep on it. Just yeah, fucking buy go. Tickets right away. Buy tickets right away. Save up. All right. Thank you so much, Mike. I appreciate you. Thank you. He's looking at the, the Napoleon I now. Know, He's God like, damn. <laughs> All right. We'll talk to you next time. Ciao, ciao.